Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. What's up, San Diego? Welcome into Gwen and Chris. 201 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. You get four hours with your boys today. Wow. I thought you were going to open with what's cracking, San Diego. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I just had I, that in my mind. I mix I mix it up from time. I know to time. you do. It wasn't so it was, wasn't a what's cracking type of type of Tuesday. Here. I was uh, predicting a cracking today. <laughs> um, Padres uh, had their what do you call that? Like a, uh, exit press ex- conference? exit press conference yeah. today. Ah oh, man, that's a sad deal. Yeah, yeah that's it was. a sad deal. Bo I mean, We should be getting ready for Game Seven of the NLCS, or at the very least, Game One of the World Series. I didn't want any exit. Press conferences today, but you weren't you weren't alas. ready for that yet. I said alas, I, 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 I don't think anybody was really ready for it. Quite quite frankly, but yeah, I'm sure Bob Melvin and AJ Preller were. They love this stuff. How much did, you know AJ a little bit? I mean, how much does he love a press conference just in general? Um, probably it was about as much as he enjoys <laughs> his broken foot that he has had for. Forever he has now. a broken foot? It's not broken, but he, he's had some issues with it. And, you know, I'm just that I'm saying basically he probably doesn't enjoy yeah. the press conferences at all. Yeah. But so if it was like a choice between, oh, let's say a pickup basketball game and a press conference, I think he would probably go with think? the uh, pickup basketball. I'm pretty sure he That's would. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, they had that today. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do Bob in this segment and, uh, Priscilla will handle AJ Preller. Uh, we have AJ Casaval coming on the show a little later on today. Good Exit AJ interview. Day. Exit from, interview yes. from AJ. Yes. Uh, or, or from, uh, and then we also have. Um, the, are we doing the good, bad, and the ugly? We today? sure are. Week seven of the NFL. Is we didn't. In the, it was so crazy last week. We didn't even do week six in the books. Did yeah, we not? Well, do, oh, did we, we not took do a week off? Are oh. you sure we took the week off last week? I think we, we didn't, did I do it. We did it. Mm, I thought we were sure we did it because I think I was 
That was a part of I'm it. I'm pretty sure we did. I thought we snuck it in. There was a lot of uh, ugly Scraby's over here making up stuff, I think. The, we, we may have went through it really quick, actually. We didn't play well, any we, highlights. Well, you went from we sure. didn't do it to we may have played it really, really quick. You know, actually, it was a really good segment that we had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Either I had a really bad headache last night or the entire game between the Bears and the Patriots was played in a fog in Foxborough. I think you had a headache. I you think, think I just had a headache? I yeah. couldn't see clearly? I couldn't seem to get a clean, clear picture on my screen last I mean, night. the game happens to be Look on right now. Look at the highlights now. of this game. It, it, I it mean, seems, does it look foggy to you? It looks foggy. It the looks entire foggy. night it looked foggy. It was like, you know when they have like an opening game fireworks display in the first couple of minutes of the game, you can't see clearly, and then it lifts, and then the... The game continues with that, that fog never lifted last night, especially for the Patriots, <laughs> who looked really, really bad. They might be in a permanent fog. For... Did you see the uh, the Bears were on the, uh, what, the two, three-yard line with the clock running out at the end of the game last night? And uh, they finally they ran a couple of plays to try and score another, another touchdown. And then um, it got the best of the Bears, and so they decided to just kneel down and run the clock out. Peyton Manning was livid about that on the Manning cast. Peyton Manning, of course, had a great rivalry with Bill Belichick and the Patriots during his career. He wanted he said, him to keep scoring? He said, anytime you can put up 40 at Foxborough, <laughs> you do it. He was I joking, that. I think, but it was kind of funny because the Bears had a chance to even score one more touchdown at the end. It was uh, it was as bad. I mean, it's funny to watch you know a great coach you know, just get blown up like that, and it reminds you that Great coaches can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can coach talent, them up, but if the players the, can't yeah. get the job done, forget it. The talent off, uh, uh, honestly has to rain out over, over yes, everything. And, and right now, uh, this may not be the um, deepest Patriot team no. um, that, that we've seen. All right, let's get to some of these uh, comments. We'll start with, with Bo Mel. Uh, clearly, the thing on everybody's mind, and he was asked, what would he have done differently in the eighth? You know, I, I wouldn't. We, when we went into that, we were going to try to cut up the 7th, 8th, and ninth with two guys. And going into the 8th, we had all the confidence in the world in Suarez. We had Hader up for four outs. We are trying to get two out of, of Robert. And I thought that was our best option. So if we use Hader there, I'm not sure we get through the ninth with him. And I'm not sure that that was a better option than the ones we had with our two best pitchers that we had, you know, it just doesn't work out. So, you know, we know that one didn't work. The other ones, we don't know whether they would have worked or not. But, you know, it's just something that you you have to understand that this you felt like it was the best option. It didn't work. You move forward. That one to take Harper had on yeah. Suarez, what did you make of that? I wasn't happy with it. I thought that was probably the pitch he, he gets him out with. But look, you also have to give credit to Bryce Harper. I mean, they're I'm not sure many guys are going to get him out in that spot. I mean, he he was just on fire and on a mission, and you know, performing at probably the highest level that you could perform at in the postseason. So, you know, it, it didn't work out for us, but you also have to give him credit too because you know he performed at about the highest level you could. Yeah, uh, I mean that's, that's says it all. Yeah. I, I I ran into somebody today that's still upset that they didn't bring Hater in to face Bryce Harper, and I, and I just think it's revisionist thinking. I mean, obviously leaving Suarez in to face Harper was the wrong move, but there's no way you knew that at the time. And I could understand 
rushing to bring Hader into the game if Robert Suarez had struggled this year against left-handed hitters. But he hadn't given up a home run to a left-handed hitter all year. Yeah, You had to feel fine and comfortable in that situation. And the bottom line is Robert Suarez did not make bad pitches. He made really good pitches. One was a great pitch, the changeup. But Bryce Harper just was better. You know, we talk about this in basketball sometimes. You can play the best defense in the world, but those NBA players are so good that their best offense will beat your great defense. And in this case, the great greatness of Bryce Harper won out over some good pitching by Robert Suarez. I don't know. Everybody just assumes if he brought Hayter in that Harper would have struck out. I, I don't know that you can assume that the way Harper's been hitting right now. Lefties, righties, doesn't matter. And I, I just think... You know, people need to get over this. I mean, it was, it was, as Bob Melvin said, it was some performance by Bryce Harper that won the day there. Yeah, I, you won't convince me otherwise. It, it, it is. It's, it's revisionist history to bring, to say bring Hader in. At that time, Suarez was throwing the ball well. There were some that thought he should have pitched two innings the night before, right? Um, and so they try to get him in there for the two innings there. We've already gone over this. Bryce Bryce's at bat was, and the greatness of it was just better than right. Suarez, who was really good at that time. It was just better, and that's that's the way. Uh, that's the that, them are the breaks, that's as how they it say. Turned out, man. Yeah. That's why the Phillies are going to the World Series because Bryce Harper hit a home run, not because Robert Suarez lobbed him a bad pitch. Right. It's just, there's really. Uh, there's really no other way to to slice it, and, you know. There there will forever be folks that feel differently about it, and that's okay. That's what this uh, that's what kind of comes with it. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that is apparently honest. One of the callers said this yesterday. All of a sudden, um, the standard is is raised up. the the root the the ceiling has gotten a little bit higher. I think for the Padres. So you know, Bo Mel was asked. Uh, about that expectations going up next year i would say they're much higher so that was kind of the expectation this year you know thought kind of long and hard about you know was this season a success you know i think look at from spring training you would say yeah you know based on who we had where we were in spring training if you said we would go to the national league championship series that a successful season sure but once it becomes part of you and once, you know, the moves we made at the trade deadline and now you move forward and you're in the postseason, you're having success and you're beating quality teams, your expectations raise. So when you lose that final game, which really was unexpected because all our guys expected to go farther. And so that a little bit more of a disappointment when you look at you know, totality, what the season, what you think of the season. So that's kind of how I look at it. But going forward. I believe the expectations, and based on playing in these uh, scenarios and the environments we played in, should raise our expectations going into next year. This, to me, will be the the kind of story within the story for 2023, is how does the ball club handle expectation, right? Because I, I think we would all agree, and Going into the 2021 season, expectation was very high, and it didn't work out in that in that season. I think because it, the way it ended, many the expectation was lowered, and by many accounts, on the outside looking in. Um, now that expectation coming into 2023, 
will be back at its peak. And the 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 the, the best part about this situation is there's a core of this group that has been through that expectation really high the first time. And how will they handle it this next time around? You know, there's a few things about next year that are going to be interesting, Tony. I mean, they can easily win 95 games next year. They might even be able to win 100 games next year. If they have a bunch of injuries and things don't go well, they could end up winning 89 again. But are the expectations going to all be about going further in the postseason than you did this year? Because if those are going to be the expectations, I don't want to say they're unrealistic. They certainly can get to the World Series next year. But just remember, the Dodgers are going to feel like they can get to the World Series next year. So are the Braves. So are the Cardinals. So are the Phillies. So are the Giants and whoever else is going to come along. The Padres could easily have a more successful season next year and not go as far in the playoffs. Again, this we've talked about how baseball yeah. works yeah. in the postseason. So if they win 100 games next year and get bounced in the second round, don't make it to the LCS – are you going to be disappointed by that next year? I mean, you've got to ask yourself that because that's a possibility. The, 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 I mean, baseball the, the doesn't of, work that way. If you have a great regular, ask the Dodgers. If you have a right, great regular season, right, it doesn't guarantee right. anything in October. I, I, I mean, that's the thing is that again, what did we say all year long, man? We just get into the dance. Anything can happen. Right. Everything happened. Right. And so, <laughs> just, about. just about everything happened. You had a a, a fifth seed and a six seed get to the national championship and the six seed advances so everything that could happen happened and so you know as the expectations change if the end goal is is it if we're into now world series or bust mode, yes if you don't get to the world series next year's a disappointment that is putting a pretty high bar out there huge bar and so you know that is that's that's the question that everybody would have to ask themselves right i think um, often the road to the championship is not direct. It's not. It's not in a straight line. There are all kinds of paths that you have to get off, get back on, and so it'll be interesting next year. I think that's going to be one of the the stories uh, within the story uh, for for twenty twenty three. It's going to be really interesting, real quick. Because yeah, I was looking at the Houston Astros and they're back in the World Series and they've been a consistent playoff team now for about a decade, Tony. But I want people to realize they lost a, an American League Division Series. Then they won a World Series. Since then, they've lost the ALCS. They've lost the World Series. They've lost the ALCS. They've lost the World Series. Now they're back in the World Series. The bottom line is, in the last seven, eight years, the great Houston Astros have won just about 100 games every one of those years, has won World Series championship. And the Dodgers, we know, they have won over that same amount of time. So the greatest teams obviously don't make it all the time. Yeah, it's and a, it's going to be tough to to beat the expectations that I think a lot of Padre fans yeah. are going to have. How will the expectations form? We're going to sneak one more in here before we go to break. And that is um, the next step for this ball club. What is that next step? I don't think a lot. I mean, I think the guys that we have here now are, are prepared to, to take that next step. I, they were prepared to take it this year. So there's going to be a lot of resolve and, and fight in trying to get to that next level and expecting to. So, I, you know, you look at the core guys we have coming back, this, this is going to be as good a group as any. So AJ's always been good about filling in and, and you know, filling out the roster. 
But I think you look at our group that we have coming back right now, we're going to be as good as anybody. Yeah, it sounds like the core. Uh, that's an important factor in all this. Guys coming back, having the same group of guys. There's no no more trust needing to be developed like these guys. I mean, after you've been through a run like this, I don't care if you if you came after the deadline or not. You feel like, all right, this is these are my guys, and so uh, it's 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 going to be fun, I think, to watch. Uh, next season, how it develops. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, we'll hear from A.J. Preller. On the other side, he has a few things to say, including a possible Juan Soto contract extension. More good Chris. More good Chris. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Together at last, four full hours, 221 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., even Mr. Scraby. We're all together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Padres had their end-of-the-year press conferences today. We heard from Bob Melvin in the first segment. Going to listen in to some of the things that A.J. Preller had to say today. And then uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, A.J. Casavell. So back-to-back A.J.'s coming up. A.J. Casavell covered the Padres all year long. <laughs> For MLB.cm. That's right. Is that what's on the sheet? That's what's written on the sheet. <laughs> All right. Well, at least you follow the instructions. That was Rod Burgundy right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where did I write that? On the top? We oh, used I to did. have, I used to work with a guy named Mark Klebowski at uh, the old. Clubber. The old, old days uh, back at the old uh, 690 station. And uh, he, uh, one time, we I don't know if, what the pro, what the deal was. We had a new guy who read updates or something of that, something along those lines. And I think Clubber was upset with the guy. And the guy used to type out his sports updates word for word on the computer. And I guess he left his computer for a minute, and Clubber put a couple of extra words in there that didn't make any sense. Oh, no. And then the guy went and read the update. (laughs) Oh, no. And got completely, totally flustered because he just read it Ron Burgundy style, line by line. (laughs) And uh, Clubber had a good laugh on that one. But that's a a tough one, man. That is a tough one. It's kind of like some of these these, um, 
reads that we do oh, you yes. know, for our sponsors. Yes. Oh, I've been, I've been caught up in... Scraby yes. writes them and just does a terrible <laughs> I've job. Been, I don't write them. I've been caught up on the, on the reads a couple of times. Yeah, you read and read, and then all of a sudden there's a couple of words in there that make no sense. The other day we had to use the word facsimile oh, that in was a tough. read, and Braden Suprenant <laughs> <Brayden> <laughs> paused and said... You know, I've never seen this word before. And I thought, really? He's that young. Doesn't know what a facsimile is. Um, for all those that don't know. They, well, <laughs> enlighten us, us. Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody I don't know, who it's a know. long word for the word fax. You remember a fax machine? But I don't get how how it's used in this because it was for big time bats. And yeah. facsimile, like, is that just another word? It's for... a likeness. It's a likeness. Ah. It's another word for likeness. I don't think that helped me it's at all. It's a more but... difficult word. <laughs> ah, more said. difficult word. But yeah, Braden Suprenant had a lot of trouble with that one. So anyway, yes, we read what we are told to read. <laughs> and Scraby says that AJ Casavell works for MLB.cm. So yeah. He's coming That's on the, the program <laughs> in just a little while. Uh, before we get to that, though, here's AJ Preller. This afternoon at the end of the year press conference, assessing where the Padres are right now after that big trade they made at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when we when we got to the deadline, I think we we thought we had a team that was capable of you know of, uh, of getting to the postseason, but a team winning the World Series, a team that could get to the series. I think we knew you know um, that, that a player like Juan Soto, you need as many of those kind of guys, but you know like core pieces that can hit in the middle of the lineup. Um, you know, I think we we did it for a reason, and I think uh, we had a chance to see you know the impact that he had there into October. And I think probably the biggest thing with uh, you know at least with Josh and, and with with Hader and with Juan Soto, you know, this carry forward. So I think like ultimately it wasn't just a rental piece. Uh, they're guys that you know in Juan's case you know should be here for many years to come, and and, and definitely the next three years with Josh this year and next year for sure. Um, so again, I think we feel like we have a really good foundation in place. We don't have, you know, from an off-season standpoint, um, you know, we've got some some needs and some things that we we have to go do. But you know, a three-hole bat and a guy to, to impact the game in the back of the, in the back of the pen, you know, we have those boxes checked and allows us to focus on some other things. That's the nice thing about making those trades that they made at the deadline. They weren't rental pieces, and they're all going to be back next year. And you just hope you get a little closer to the 351 batting average of Juan Soto in 2020, or even the 313 in 2021. Juan Soto hit a total 242 this year, 236 with the Padres. So uh, six home runs, only 16 RBIs for Soto in the regular season with the Padres in 52 games. It's exactly a third of a season that he played with the Padres. So that would average out to 48 RBIs for a full year. You need you need almost double that from Juan Soto next year. And I think that's what the Padres will expect from one of the great young players in the game. But uh, all of those trade pieces – Come along for 2023. That should be a good thing. Also, coming along for 2023, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes, how about an update from A.J. Preller? Yeah, so he'll he'll spend the off season. I mean, I think you know, obviously it's it's all about the you know the rehab portion of it. He's you know had the shoulder surgery and then he had the uh, you know the wrist repair. Um, so you know I think uh, in you know overall he should be good to go when uh, start baseball activity for for the start of spring training. Um, you know, by playing into the postseason, knock some games off of uh, you know off the suspension. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at look at April. But I think right now um, it's all about just just making sure he rehabs from those two uh, from the two surgeries. He'll spend a lot of time in San Diego here in the off season. Um, and then you know when we get towards uh, towards uh, you know the, the beginning part of next year, he can start doing more baseball activity. So he's right ready to go for the start of spring training. 
April 20th is the day to circle on your calendar, from what I'm told by uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah, April 20th. April 20th. That is the day. That is the day that uh, Fernando's suspension will be over, and he will be eligible to return to the Padres. So that is pretty cool. Uh, going back to Juan Soto for a moment, A.J. Preller talked about possible contract extensions. With yeah, I think we'll have that conversation. You know, I think, again, like all this is pretty fresh. I think we'll sit down here on, on really a lot of different fronts. But I think, uh, you know, from Juan's standpoint, I'm sure he's he's getting to know the city and, and getting to know the organization. I think, uh, you know, from when we made the deal, we made it knowing that we had him for three pennant races, but also understanding that, you know, we'll sit down with, with Peter, with Eric, and just kind of talk about what's best for the organization long term. But... Uh, he's an you know, incredibly talented player. He's an impact player, and you know we'll have those conversations here. You know, I'm sure even in this, this offseason, just kind of you know, taking the temperature and seeing where his head is at and going from there with it. Tony, if you were Juan Soto, would you want to uh, negotiate a contract extension after the season you just had, or would you bet on yourself to negotiate after maybe next season when you can probably put up some bigger numbers and dollar signs? I mean, I don't think that his uh... – I don't think that this season has an impact on it. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it really depends on what he wants. Does he want to? Uh, does he want a long term deal right now? Does he? Does he want to play it out? Um, right. If If I were him, I don't know that what August, September, what three months. I don't know that that's enough for me to know how I feel about the organization. I know I enjoy playing on the field, but there's more to it than just that. And you know, I, I certainly, as a uh, as a uh, member of the organization, I would certainly like to see him come back and yes. sign a long term deal. Please sign it, please, absolutely. But if I were him, there's there's a whole bunch of things that you're weighing, right? right. And so, um, the thing is, they both both sides have time. They have time to to kind of figure it out. They got two years to figure it out. So. All right, final thing from A.J. Preller, and then we'll get ready to visit with A.J. Casavell of MLB.cm next. But uh, A.J. Preller <laughs> I can't asked, stand you right now. <laughs> this is, wait, just for the record, uh, uh, there were a couple shots taken in, in yesterday's show. There's no shots That taken. Chris didn't even respond to. Lots of shots yesterday. He was just firing away <laughs> okay. with impunity. So he's going to get it back today. That's all right. Uh, here's AJ on what the next steps are with this uh, current Padre roster. I think, you know, every year is a little bit different. You know, I think from that standpoint, I think, uh, you know, we've got some free agent questions, you know, so we've got some holes that be created through through free agency. I think we'll we'll look at the rotation clearly. I think we have, you know, with, with uh, you know, with Joe, Blake Snell, and, and Darvish, that's a good place to start, you know, and I think we'll look to round the, down the rotation out every year in the pen. Uh, you know, you're constantly got to kind of reconfigure a pen and make sure Bob and Ruben, the group, has many as weapons as possible. But, you know, um, the guys that threw for us in the back of the bullpen, it was a clear strength for us at the end of the season. We'll look to build on that strength. Um, you know, position player-wise, you know, the group will be, you know, anxious and looking forward to, to Fernando coming back and playing um, and getting Fernando and Manny and, uh, you know, Juan in the middle of the lineup or, you know, uh, get, getting them up towards the, the top of the lineup for us. And, um, you know, we'll have some free agency questions, you know, with Josh Bell and Brandon Jury on a free agency. We'll probably look at a batter, too. That kind of complements the rest of the lineup. So, Again, I think like the core pieces from a rotation standpoint, you know, the offensive lineup and then the uh, the bullpen are in place. Uh, we'll look at you know what are those couple other pieces that you know give Bob and the staff like the ammunition they need to to, to kind of take that final step or two. 
The one thing I think I would say about uh, Brandon Drury and Josh Bell, I think if you're looking for answers, which we don't have yet, as to where Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to play next year, you may be able to get a little bit of an idea based on what happens with Josh Bell and Brandon Drury. And I say that because if neither guy is picked back up on free agency, it does leave a hole at first base. And you conceivably, and it was mentioned in Kevin Acey's article today, that you could conceivably move Cronenworth to first and Hassan Kim to second and open shortstop back up for Fernando Tatis Jr. But if you bring Josh Bell and Brandon Drury both back, then they're going to play first base. And then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Fernando. So for all of the people that are wondering, where is Fernando going to play next year? You might be able to get some hints based on what happens in free agency with Josh Bell and Brandon Drew. Here's the other thing to consider, too. Yeah. Um, these positions are, especially in the infield, are going to require, I would think, a um, some range now, right? Because the, 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 the move, the decision without to have three infielders on one side of the field, um, that has to be taken into account in terms of second base. I'm bringing that up because, man, moving Jake Cronenworth out of second base. would Yeah, he was so good. He was really, really good. So was Hassan Kim at shortstop. So yeah. Hassan Kim may, might mess around and win himself a gold glove. They might both win gold gloves, and then you might be thinking about tinkering with both guys. Right. And, just, and so, I mean, those are some um, – I'm glad I don't have to make these decisions for sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. These, are, uh, these are some tough conversations. These are some tough uh, – just tough moves to make in general. We'll see how it all goes. All right, when we come back, we'll get some thoughts from A.J. Cassavell of MLB.com. He will join us when Gwen and Chris continues. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. 
Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. 2.38 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. He's currently uh, in the process of getting uh, MLB's, MLB.com's A.J. Casavell to join us to have a little... Thank um, you, Tony, for saying it correctly. What? Why should he say it correctly? You wrote it incorrectly. I know, because Chris refuses to say MLB.com now. He wants to say MLB.com. Well, in, in my actual, my grid, is you've corrected it already, so you're good to go. Uh, oh, oh yes. That's the beauty of yeah, having that's a Google beauty. Doc. <laughs> my no sheet, it's on, it's on an actual sheet, right. and it will stay incorrect forever. <laughs> it will. That's the problem with having to print. And I think this, you know what? It makes sense now. The reason that Chris wants me to print every day is so he has... He has, he has proof of your <laughs> documentation of your error. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as I said, uh, AJ Casavell joins us, joins us here shortly. Um, World Series starts Friday, Chris? World Series, uh, yeah, another three days off for Major League Baseball, which was in such a hurry to get the season over with. But uh, going to be Friday, Saturday. It's interesting. They're not going to play on either Sunday, right? They're going to take Sunday off to travel. And then uh, they'll play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in Philadelphia. Take another day Thursday to travel and finish up on a Friday, Saturday. And I think it's interesting that, you know, Rob Manfred is so adamant, honestly, about not taking on the National Football League. Doesn't want the World Series to match up on a Sunday with NFL football. And that would never have been a consideration Several years ago, but it you've is lost now. that you've lost that foothold now, though. So you yeah. can't you can't play that game with with the NFL and on your with your biggest your biggest product. So you know, it makes, yeah, he doesn't want to he doesn't want even match up with the World Series. It's not a fight that uh, they want to have right now. Um, all right, so joining us uh, on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, no other than AJ Casavelle of MLB dot com. AJ, what's going on, man? Have you? Uh, Gotten a little bit of rest, man. You were on the same program I was on for the last two weeks. Yeah, it was pretty chaotic, but in, in a really fun way. Um, I've gotten a little bit of rest. We had our end-of-season press conferences today, so I think the off-season for me really starts now. tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's, as soon as I finish with my stories today, i got a couple more coming. So. All right. Um, you seem to um, kind of, you know, I think – Poked him uh, like a like kicked the door open a little bit on this whole Juan Soto extension there. He, he seemed to bo- or excuse me, AJ uh, AJ uh, AJ Preller seemed to kind of throw you for a loop there after your question. <laughs> yeah, many years to come is what AJ Preller said. For I I, I just kind of asked a pretty innocuous question about how he would reassess the trade deadline and how he would uh, look at the moves that he made and and how they how they line up going forward. What kind of production he got out of those guys uh, in the three months had them. And he said, well, I mean, the moves aren't done. We're planning on having a couple guys into the future and with Juan Soto many years to come. And mm. that kind of, yeah, you're right. That, I, that, that raised my eye. 
but I had to ask a follow-up there, and clearly that will be one of the priorities this offseason. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Like, I don't know that we learned too much that was new today, aside from maybe the eagerness that A.J. Preller has to put it out there that he wants Juan Soto back for the long haul. Um, we should have already known that, obviously. You don't trade the guys that you traded to acquire Juan Soto. You don't acquire Juan Soto in the first place without the intention of, of having him around for the long haul, but now it looks like that will be one of the uh, – one of the primary objectives of the offseason. AJ Casavell on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And uh, AJ, look at the free agent list. And uh, I know the fans are always interested in what is going to become of the free agents. And uh, I'm not going to list them all, but I think Will Myers is an interesting, you know, case for a lot of fans. He's been here a long time. You know, do they, do they make him a priority? And, um, if he's not a priority, who of the free agents would you say is the biggest priority? Is it uh, is it Mania Clevenger? Is it Bell, Drury? Uh, does AJ see how it all plays out? I think the biggest priority is the the bullpen guys, the Nick Martinez, Robert Suarez, both of whom have player options, because those guys were especially valuable to this group, and I'm not sure that there are that many. Um, pieces that like the, the the i think there's there's a prevalence of guys that can fit into the brandon drury josh bell will myers mold mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the padres go into the offseason knowing that if they don't bring one or two of those guys back there will be other guys available now aj preller today left open the possibility i think he i don't know remember what exactly what his exact words were but he said that they'll be in contact with all three of those guys about a potential reunion and that that um those doors are open but you can find first-base DH types, I think, relatively easily. I think uh, Nick Martinez served such an important role with this pitching staff last season, and I think he views himself as a starter, and the Padres could use one of those going forward. Robert Suarez, obviously, the ending aside, and I'm, I mean, they asked him to do a lot in that series and a lot in that game, but you take that, you take that away, and he was still a very, very, very valuable piece in the bullpen. So um, among the guys that are departing or that are – at least have the option to depart. I think uh, the Padres would look at those guys and probably Jerickson Profar, who also has a player option, um, as as the pieces they'd like back in the fold. Of course, AJ. Um, every year, especially when your team is is making deep runs like this, um, staffs are sometimes affected. And we just saw a former Padre bench coach uh, Skip Shoemaker get the head coach, or excuse me, the managerial job for. The Marlins. I mean, the Padres do have a guy in Ryan Flaherty on their staff, uh, Ryan Christians on that staff. Uh, is there any expectation that Bowmel's staff gets uh, maybe uh, plunked from? Yeah, I, I think the Padres are kind of waiting to see on that because obviously during the playoff run, other teams can't talk with their coaches, but. Um... It's, it, it sounds like, and we asked both Bob Melvin and AJ Preller about the coaching staff going forward and kind of where things are, where things stand. And they're both very, understandably, very pleased with the way the coaching staff came together in 2022. And I think if they had it their way, they'd like to have, if of at least as many of those coaches back as possible. Uh, now it's just kind of wait and see what the next few weeks bring. Um, you mentioned one in Ryan Flaherty who's gotten a lot of. Uh, Buzz and Ryan Christensen is the bench coach, and I think some people have seen him as a as a manager. And they have some former managers on staff too. Uh, Mike Schilt, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what his role would be if he were to return, but the chances are someone's going to be looking for a guy like Mike Schilt. So I I, I just think there's um, 
there's a possibility that there's some turnover, and if there is turnover, um, it will not be because the Padres were displeased with what they saw in 2022. They like what their coaching staff was. AJ, uh, one thing AJ Preller really didn't discuss today is where Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to play when he returns. On the although, field. He, although he did right. say, what's that to say? He said on the field. Yes, so on I the field. That, that would be so a change from 2022. It seems that he left. Yeah, that would be better than where he was last year. I agree. Uh, but he did kind of leave it open, right, when he said on the field that uh, could be shortstop, could be outfield. I mean, how do you think this is all going to play out? How much of what happens with Bell and Drury is going to impact? I mean, could they possibly? Tony's brought this up. I mean, if you're going to put Fernando at shortstop and move Hassan Kim to second and perhaps Jay Cronenworth to first, you could be moving two gold glove winners out of position next year. I mean, all of this stuff's going to come into play. I mean, how can we possibly predict how it's going to turn out? Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on who, what else, what the other Padres moves are this offseason. Because I know you're moving two guys. Hassan King is, Kim is a very good shortstop, and Jake Cronenworth is a very good second baseman. But that same thing still applies when Kim is at second and Cronenworth is at first. They're both very good at those spots, too. But if the Padres go out and get someone to anchor first base, some kind of middle bat, I think they want uh, like I, I don't know exactly how that plays out, and it could it, this could all end up being contingent upon what the Padres do in free agency, and I'm not sure that they plan for what they're like what exactly the path looks like for Tatis. I think the plan is let's see what free agency looks like, and then we kind of figure out where he plays next season. Now, in the backdrop of all this, is that I think they they view Tatis as the shortstop, and Tatis views himself as wanting to be the shortstop with the caveat that he's open to moving around if it, if it helps the team. So we, I think we just go back to what it was in August. In August, the Padres were – he was about to return, and he was going to return as something of a shortstop center field hybrid, making it between Hoffman, Kim, and Trent Grisham. Well, if that's what you have next season, that's not a bad, that's, that's not a bad situation either. So I, I, it'll depend on the Padres uh, kind of come together in free agency. I mean, he's also going to miss the beginning of next season, and who knows? Injuries happen, and it's good to have these problems where you have different options for different spots. But it, it is kind of this weird conundrum where you have such a good shortstop defensively in Hassan Kim and such a good second baseman defensively in Jake Cronenworth. And then you have maybe the most impactful player in, in your organization when he's on the field who views himself as a shortstop and who, I mean, he's not as bad – was defensively at shortstop as he was at times in that 2021 season. I think he can do right. some spectacular things there. So um, these are all things that are going to in the next few months, but I think they are contingent upon what else the Padres do this winter. AJ, there was there was a lot of uh, conversation going at the deadline about uh, the catcher position. Do, do you think that what they saw from – from Austin Nola down the stretch is enough to really quiet that down because, you know, as we approached the deadline, that was one of the things you were hearing was they, they want to address the catching situation. They didn't end up coming to fruition, and uh, they got a, a really good, I thought, catcher from uh, some catching from Austin Nola, especially into the playoffs and down that stretch there. Yeah, he, he probably played himself into maybe more prominent role in their eyes, but I don't think it changes the Padres' desire to, to, to upgrade if they can at catcher. Um, Austin Nola was really good working with his pitching staff. He 
reached base at a pretty high clip for what you'd expect from a catcher too. So yeah. he did some good things at the plate. Um, catching is not a one man show in baseball anymore. No doubt. So I think no they, they, there's, there's, Luis Camposano is obviously a guy who the organization has high expectations for, but if they can get an impact now guy, I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres went out and did that. I don't know what caliber that is, whether it's someone that would start every day in place of Austin Nola, whether it's someone that would start splitting time with Austin Nola. Um, I just think what we saw from Nola down the stretch was enough to convince the Padres that they have a, a piece behind the plate, whether that's 70%, 50%, or 30% of the games next season. He's obviously a guy that can make an impact there. Last thing for me, AJ. Uh, AJ Casavilla is with us on the uh, premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Covers the Padres and has for several years, MLB.com. Uh, Trent Grisham just seems like a real interesting uh, case coming into this offseason. You obviously don't want another 184 season from him, but you know he showed in the postseason how valuable he could be, at least in the first couple of series. He still may win another gold glove. How do you deal with this situation? Because, you know, center field, you got to have more than he gave you. But at the same time, are you ready to just completely part with Trent Grisham? I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not in charge of the. I'm, that's the other AJ. Um, but I, I think he. There's obviously clearly a lot that he brings to the table, and if you can tap into I, Trent Grisham, is not going to be hitting home runs on 100 mile an hour Jacob Degrom fastballs all the time he's not going to be he's not going to be doing what he did in that wild card series all season long but if you find a version of Trent Grisham that hits 220 230 and 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 does what he does in terms of reaching base and power and obviously the defense that's a really valuable player and the Padres have to kind of ask themselves how do we get that version of Trent Grisham for an entire season maybe it's that's a platoon in that in that Grisham Kim kind of that piece two out of three triangle I mentioned. Um, I don't, I, I don't see much logic in giving up on a guy with talent as, 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 as talented as Grisham, as young as Grisham is right now, uh, considering what he can do offensively and what his ceiling is offensively, what we saw in, in the postseason. So, I mean, he's one of the, he's one of the interesting kind of guys to watch this off season. How do the Padres view it? I think they do have like a backup plan with if, if he struggles. Well, you have Fernando Tatis Jr. who can who could play center field, and you obviously have a shortstop who can fill that void in Hassan Kim, and the dominoes fall from there. Yeah. But what we saw from Trent Grisham in the playoffs probably earned him some goodwill and maybe a reminder of what kind of potential there is to be tapped into. No doubt about it. AJ, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, spend some time with us. Get some rest, man. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Happy offseason. AJ Casavell of mlb.com on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, A few minutes before we go to break. uh, Yeah, Chris, we didn't get, we didn't ask about the the starters, right? You got a couple free agent starters coming up. Yeah. Um, There's a couple different ways you can go. I don't know what, if there's any starters available in the minor leagues, I don't think so, right? I mean, Reese Kinnear was was down there, um, but you're going to need if if you're not bringing Clev and Manaya back, you're going to need to fill the fourth and fifth slot for your rotation too, as well. I would think one guy that would like one of those spots is Nick Martinez. I mean, as good as he was and valuable as he was in the bullpen, I think he'd love to be a starter every fifth day. But again, he's you know free agent uh, with the with the player option, so they've got they got to make sure they bring him back. 
But you could add, you could go into next season with Nick Martinez and Adrian Modahone as your four or five starters and feel okay. As I said yesterday, I wouldn't be in a huge hurry to get rid of Clevenger and a huge hurry to get rid of Manaya. I think both of these guys are pretty good pitchers. They they certainly did not finish the season the way they wanted to, but they got decent track records. The problem is they're both free agents, and the question is is who's going to be willing out there to pay money for these guys that the Padres may not want to pay. So, I, I but I think those are the four guys for two spots, and I just got to figure out who what for, what two the Padres are going to feel most comfortable with. Yeah, because you know, for as valuable as that kind of hybrid bullpen arm Martinez is, there's no money in it. If we're being quite frank, for like him, they, yeah. they don't pay in in majors in the major league baseball for guys who 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 do that. Right, Pit, if you're not a starter, starter you're not a or a closer, that's that's what that's what it gets you. That's what you get paid. Get for. your bread for so. Uh, it'll be interesting because there's a player option in Nick Martinez's case, right? So he gets to decide whether he wants to take that year that the option is on or become a free agent. And I'm sure and that's the beauty about get. That's the other thing about getting this deep. Other teams see players perform in these. In Somebody these, else might be pretty interested uh, yeah, in Nick Martinez. Yeah, listen, and why wouldn't they be? I think of I think of Jeff Supon when he had that run with the Cardinals, right? Great playoff run. Signed a big deal with the Brewers. I think it was four years, forty million, something along those lines, right? So, other teams will be in these. Uh, it won't just be the Padres bidding against themselves. That's yes, for sure. People kind of they people ha- tend to think in free agency that everybody the Padres want, the Padres will get. No, it does yeah. not work that way. No, there, there's going to be some. It's going to be some other suitors. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, the daily gambit. Scraby's ready for you. More going to Chris. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.